What's going on guys? This is a very special episode of People Playing Games. I'm here in Brooklyn, New York with none other than Megaran. How are you doing? Yo, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You just played an awesome set Thank here you. in New York. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's SummerSlam kickoff weekend. Uh, yeah, we got a uh, SummerSlam. It's the big, uh, the big New York event that happens every summer. The hottest party. So yeah, we just um, big wrestling fan, you know, and um, hip hop guy. And uh, Tron and DVD put together a great show, uh, awesome lineup, and I was really, really happy to be a part of it. And the show went great, man. Um, I still got my voice, which is good. But, that, uh, it was great. <laughs> that's always good. How's playing in New York compared to playing in you know some other places you usually perform at? Well, you know, New York's the mecca, man. So it's like it's just a different level of of pressure, different level of preparation. I think that should go into it. Um, because I feel like New York crowds have seen it all. You know, you guys, you guys get a great concert every single night, you know, in any borough at any given time. It could be like all your favorite people. So uh, so to me, there's more pressure to give people an amazing show that they're going to love. So I try to give them give it all, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think there's just more energy that goes into it because I feel like you're you're fighting to, you know, to to keep people's attention as well as uh, make new fans and friends. So uh, I like the pressure, though. I love the pressure of playing in New York. So as you mentioned, it's SummerSlam weekend. You know, Everyone's getting excited about wrestling. You already had a crazy day. You were at the WWE 2K18 event. Uh, what else is going on for you this weekend? Uh, just hanging out with friends, hopefully. I have some friends who wrestle and some friends who make music and some friends who, uh, you know, who write and friends who make videos and all kinds of creative things that are in New York this weekend. So trying to do my best to see as many people as i can and uh you know visit some friends have a good time have good food good drinks and uh you know and keep the good vibes going um and then next week i go to miami so uh but i'm looking forward to making the most of my time here in new york are we gonna see you on the ring on sunday <laughs> not at all uh, <laughs> i like to stay in the seats where i belong um i'm not ready to take a bump uh i've done a few like practice matches and you know but i didn't take any bumps like i didn't hit the ground so uh, I'm okay with it as long as I don't have to take a bump. <laughs> Just going to enjoy it from the sidelines. Still have the best seat in the house. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the best thing to do, man. You know, enjoy it from the sidelines. So we're going to speed through our usual segment. Uh, we usually start the show with first favorite worst. So we talk about first game you ever played, uh, your favorite game of all time, and the worst game you ever played. So where do you land on those? Okay, the first game I ever played... Wow, I think I was playing. It had to be Pac-Man uh, in the arcade. Maybe I was. Um, I don't remember how old I was, so I don't want to say my age. But uh, yeah, I was young, and um, at a barber shop that we used to go to locally had a Pac-Man machine, and uh, and we used to sweep up hair there to make extra change, and uh, we would use it to play Pac-Man. And they were like, "Don't spend all your money here." Like whatever. And uh, so it was definitely Pac-Man. Uh, later, I got that on Atari 2600. Played played more and more Pac-Man as long as I could. Uh, so that was definitely my first experience with games. Um, what's the other one? Worst or favorite, favorite. favorite? Oh yeah, favorite of all time. A game I can I pick up at any given time in my life and still enjoy is Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, it's one of the best games ever made. You know, just the the level of um, just simple complexity with the levels, with the the, the characters, the colors. Um, and again, it's a game that I, I every time I see it, I gotta pick it up and I gotta play a little, a couple of levels. So Mario Three, and the worst. 
It's always a hard one. Wow, that's a hard one. Uh, only because I was stuck with it at a really young age. There was a game called Athena for NES. I don't know if anybody remembers it because it wasn't that good. Uh, so it's like the Greek goddess Athena, goddess of wisdom. But for some reason, she has a hammer, like a mallet, and she's going around swinging at blocks. And this game is so hard with terrible graphics and no fun. And uh, it's 20 bucks, and I could only afford games that were 20 bucks in the bargain bin. I think it was made by SNK, and uh, it was not good. So uh, Athena, only because I was forced to play it so much, is the worst game that I've ever played, for sure. I feel like you're not the first person to mention Athena. And I think when we were kids, we were all stuck with those games. You know, we couldn't buy our own, so we had to force ourselves to like uh, some of the crappy ones. But oh, totally. <laughs> My mom would say that, you know, when when she got me a game, it's like, you play this game until you beat it, you know, because I'm not getting you a new one. And uh, when I wanted Mega Man 2, you know, Mega Man's a big part of my life. And obviously, Mega Man 2 was had this big spread in Nintendo power. And I wanted Mega Man 2 so bad. And she's like, I'll get you Mega Man 1 because it's $20. But I'm not getting you $50 Mega Man 2. And so she got me Mega Man 1, which is not a good game. It's really hard. And, it's, uh, you know, it's just a merciless game. And uh, I was stuck with it until I beat it. And, uh, man, it was the hardest game ever. It's still, like, ridiculously hard. And... Um, I had a hard time with it, you know, and uh, she she would make me stick with it. Like, and that's, I think, what I've learned now from that is, you know, you got to stick with stuff even when it's really hard. Exactly. That's, that's a life mantra. Mm-hmm. The lessons you learn from games, you know, flash forward today, I'm sure you've played a lot more Mega Man games, but more importantly, you know, you've kind of become an icon in the nerdcore scene, you know, you're beloved by the hip-hop community, you're beloved by the gaming community, uh, but when did you actually first uh, develop a passion for making music? Well, I would say I, I started writing raps back in like the mid '90s. I was a big fan of like Wu Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Gangstar, um, Eric B and Rakim, Beastie Boys, and I just started writing raps one day. And um, we we're on our stoop, and everybody wrote a rap, all my friends, and a lot of people liked mine. And I was like, well, maybe I should stick with this. And a lot of them stopped making records and making raps, but I stuck with it. Later, I got a program on PlayStation called the music generator mtv music generator i started making beats on that and uh and it's funny that now it's like wow it all comes together that i was using a video game system to make my beats but i didn't at that time realize that video games were my were my path you know and uh now i look back like it was so obvious you know i used to sample resident evil and make beats out of it and make trap beats out of you know castlevania and stuff and people were like man this is great what's it from and How'd you make this? And I'm like, oh, you know, some programs, you know, some stuff. I didn't want to tell anybody I made it on a, a Nintendo or a PlayStation system but with sampling video games. But a lot of people had a, a great time with it. And uh, and that's what told me, once I knew other people liked my beats, like my raps, that it was time for me to take it seriously, you know? And speaking of, you know, before you went full-time with, with hip-hop and music, you were a teacher. And yeah. so how did that... You know, did that experience kind of influence what you do today? And, and when was the moment when you realized, like, okay, it's time to go all in on music? Uh, yeah, it totally influences what I do. Uh, I'm a better rapper because I was a teacher. And uh, teaching has definitely taught, gave, gave me so many tools that I've been able to use in, in music. And I'm, I'm super thankful for that, that time that I did in education. I did five long years, man. It was like a bid. It was, a, it was like an up north sentence. Uh, but... I told middle school kids, which was, uh, I think are the most crafty, sneaky kids you'll ever deal with. And, you know, it teaches you to be crafty right back and uh, like stay on your toes. 
And, uh, and that's what music is. That's what freestyle is. That's what creation is. It's just basically being able to adjust. And um, that's what I learned more, more importantly than anything is how to adjust on the fly. And you can't even be a good teacher these days if you can't adjust. So um, that definitely taught me that. And when I make music, you know, I feel like I'm not thinking about it, but I do want to make music that's that kids and adults can enjoy. So I don't know if you noticed, but the music's all clean, you know, so there's no four letter words. No women are getting disrespected. Nobody's getting shot on my songs, you know, so that people can all hear it together and enjoy it, you know, and that's really what I want. And, uh, you know, so it's not something that I need to do, but I feel like I just want it to be palatable for as many people. Even when I talk about heavy stuff, you know, it could be talking about really important issues, but I still want it to be palatable for children and adults, you know. And, and was there a specific moment or a specific catalyst where it's like, okay, this is what I'm, I'm doing music full time, you know, I've got to leave teaching behind. Oh, totally. <clears throat> I put out an album called Black Materia, 2011, uh, Final Fantasy VII based hip hop. And maybe a month after it came out, <clears throat> it popped up on the first page of Reddit and all my friends were like, yo, you're famous. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, and so I just kept pushing those teaching at my job and I got a bunch of texts that day or just voicemails. Or I don't know if it was something. A bunch of people called me this particular day and it was like PlayStation Magazine trying to interview me, Nintendo Power trying to interview me, uh, a bunch of people buying the album, a bunch of people trying to book me for shows. And uh, I was like, wow, maybe I'm on to something. <clears throat> and so I did probably was what the hardest thing I've ever had to do, which was put in a resignation letter to my school and say, thank you for the opportunity but i now have to step away and just kind of chase my dream you know and try this thing you know and uh and they were appreciative of the time and the effort and the love i gave and uh it was time to move on so that was it man once i saw the record on like the itunes top 25 next to like lil wayne and kanye and i was like wait these guys don't have nine to five jobs so it's time for me to step out and that's really what did it and i'm glad i did because i think that 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 gave me the courage to keep going, you know, and just to realize, like, you got to work hard to stay there, you know. And now that's the next part, like not just getting there, but staying there. So that's what's kept me working. And somewhere along the way, you mentioned the Final Fantasy VII album. You actually uh, started actually working in collaboration with some of the big game studios, including Capcom, you know, with all your Mega Man stuff. So what was that experience like working with them? Well, I thought they were going to sue me. So that was... <laughs> very uh, nerve-wracking uh yeah. they found me i didn't like seek them out you know as a hip-hop dude you know hip-hop guys sample you know um tribe called quest some of my favorite stuff was sampling jazz you know dr j snoop dogg was sampling uh p-funk you know and and i was sampling video games and video games hadn't been sampled that way before so there was this new new territory and so they were messaging me like hey we heard you make this mega man album and i was like oh shoot well, we should talk. And uh, and they were like, all right, we're going to let Capcom hear this album that you made and see what they think. And I'm like, oh, God, Capcom. And so they messaged me back and was like, we like it. In fact, it's Mega Man's 20th anniversary. This is a really well done, tasteful record. Why don't we work together to get this out to more people? And I was like, yes, that's what we should do. And I agreed. And they brought me out to my first Comic-Con and like really like did a lot of things they didn't have to do, you know, as far as reaching out to me. When you hear stories every day about big name companies just squashing little guys who try to do things with their copyright stuff. So so they were ahead of the bar on that and like just being able to 
you know, reach out and appreciate stuff I was doing for what it was. And it was a tribute. It wasn't me trying to make a buck. You know, it was just me saying, I love Mega Man. I've been dying on your levels for 15 years. So I've got your music stuck in my head. So now I want to make a tribute. And that's really all it was. And they understood that. So I got to thank Capcom for that. Awesome. And flash forward to today, you know, you're, you're this established artist. How hectic is your schedule these days? Oh, man, it's insanity. Like my schedule is nuts. I, I send my wife my schedule every couple of weeks because it changes so much. She has to like make marks on the calendar and all that, like days I'm going to be gone and where I'm going to be and what what time my flight is, because I'll forget, you know, and uh, being out here for a couple of days, going to Philly for a couple of days to see family, then going to Miami, then going to PAX in Seattle, then going to Japan. You know what I mean? So it's like it's nuts. But I look at it like I'd, be, I'd rather do this than do anything else. So no matter how hard it is, when I want to just whine and cry about it, I think about my friends who are wrestlers who work 300 days a year, go to a different city, work hard, get up early, work out, do all this great stuff. And they continue to just be amazing and uh, and not whine about it. So that's when I don't whine about it. I look at it like, man, I'm blessed. I'm super lucky to do what I want to do. And the worst day making music is better than maybe my best day as a teacher dare i say yeah and speaking of working hard what advice would you give to anyone looking to make it as a hip-hop artist or even just looking to turn their passion for for games or music into something uh well i don't uh some of the things i i give to people uh it sounds so cliche and silly but it's always the best thing i can say is don't worry about what anybody thinks because people told me this is dumb don't do this. Nobody's going to want to hear nerdy rap. Nobody's going to want to hear Mega Man. You don't look like a rapper. You don't sound like a rapper. You should do something else. And there's so many people who I cared about who told me things like that. So uh, it's easier said than done. But, man, don't listen to people, man, because only you know what you really, truly want out of this world and how hard you're willing to work to get it. So don't let anybody tell you that you can't. That's really it. And like I said, that's super cliche, but it's the most true thing ever. Because if I listened to what my best friend at the time told me, nobody wanted to hear this, I'd be sitting in a classroom in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, but I'm here in in Brooklyn. Yes, you are. Beautifully said. Uh, We just had an awesome show. People, people are loving it. And uh, yeah, with that said, what's, what's next for you in terms of new music and new shows and things like that? Well, I don't know when this is coming out, but I got a new album coming September 1st uh, called Extra Credit. It is mostly new tracks, but also some uh, some remixes from my previous album, Random, that I hadn't got a chance to put out, like songs I really loved. Really personal records, fun records, uh, you know, just updates on how I've been and where I've been mentally and, you know, psychologically in the last couple of years. And uh, it's really been good and cathartic to be able to talk about those things. So Extra Credit is coming September 1st. And before we leave off here, any shout outs you want to give? Oh man, I got a shout out uh, to this show because people playing games is what I am. I'm a person playing games and I uh, appreciate that. Also, I want to shout out all the guys who came out to the show, Rated R, Tron and DVD. Um, who, who else? Descent, uh, Lynx Kinetic, everybody who rocked out at a great event, all in the name of hip hop guys who love wrestling, you know? And, um, I think it's awesome that we can take what we do into new places, you know. So 
uh, shout out to my people back home. Of course, my wife, uh, Writers Guild, the crew, and uh, and we're going to continue to keep making good stuff and keep pushing the bar up. You know, that's really what it's all about: challenging ourselves and the listener. Sounds awesome. Well, Megan Rand, thanks so much for taking the time to talk, and congrats again on an awesome show and. I you know, hope you enjoy the rest of your SummerSlam weekend. As always, guys, this has been People Playing Games. You can follow us uh, at PPG Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Mike Andronico. You can follow Megaran at Megaran. Yeah. There you go. Uh, extra credit coming out soon. Coming soon. So definitely look out for that. September 1st. 9 1. September 1st. September 1st. Pick it up. Extra credit. Extra credit. Definitely look out for it. But thanks again, man. And as always, to all you guys listening at home, keep on playing. Stay tuned. Yeah.